Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Lots to look at today in the market trade. No surprise. Not any reaction to USMCA signing as that was expected, but the vaccine for African swine fever, coronavirus as well. How much is that impacting the markets and will it cause a delay to our phase one because of it in China? Lots of things to look at. So we're going to bring in the expert today, which is Arlen Suderman of FC Stone. And I think we got to start with this vaccine for African swine fever because it uh, information broke late last night um, into early today. What was your initial reaction when you heard? This is big. This is significant. Um, USDA researchers say that they have a vaccine that uh, when they introduce a strain of ASF to the hogs that have been vaccinated 28 days after receiving the vaccine, it has been 100% effective. Now, that doesn't mean it's ready to go into production next week and that the problems are all solved. It's going to take time, as you know, and normally we would say years, although I think there's going to be a lot of pressure um, on um, regulators, etc., to push this forward as fast as possible, put it on fast track. This is a national food emergency type of a situation. So uh, the incentive is certainly there to push it as quickly as possible and uh, see if over the coming year they can get the vaccine out and, uh, and have something for the industry. Now, the implications are significant. Uh, first of all, it's great news for the U.S. hog industry that feared that the disease would get here before the vaccine. So this gives a little bit more hope that they can get a vaccine in hand before the disease uh, reaches the shores of the United States. On the other hand, it means that there is a limit to how long there will be export demand to China. Um, now, China's obviously not going to have the vaccine in hand next month, and it's going to take some time to rebuild. Um, but it does mean that uh, the end is in sight, so to speak. It may be down there a ways, but it is in sight. There is a little bit more certainty from that standpoint. And the U.S. hog industry has been gearing up for a prolonged export program to China. We'll probably still have elevated pork exports to China for the next couple of years. Um, but uh, it, it means we need to be a little bit more cautious about how aggressively we expand from this point. That means, though, on the other hand, that as the vaccine does enter in production, not only here but in China, and they are able to start rebuilding, that it does help rebuild the demand for soybeans, soy meal, and that will be good for the oilseed markets. So some win-win, you know, when we had talked about this months ago, it was going to be, you know, seven, eight years before we saw this. And it really shows how fast track and technology can help push a vaccine along. Yeah, absolutely. So the big question is now, how fast can they push this? And I don't really have the answer to that. Uh, as I said, normally we'd be looking at two to three years. I really believe it'll be faster than that. But how much faster? I can't tell you. I don't know. Uh, you look at the coronavirus, which you mentioned. Um, researchers had already been working on that strain of the virus. So they do have a head start. Um, and they've been working on uh, the ASF as well. But uh, I heard earlier today that there should be excuse me, a coronavirus uh, vaccine available within the next year. 
So it gives you a little bit of a feeling if they're pushing hard on the coronavirus, maybe the ASF is on a similar timetable. Maybe it, maybe they can get it in a year. So how much is the coronavirus having an impact on our markets? It, it's big. It is the primary reason why the commodity prices have been hurting. Uh, and there's no bullish story to counter it. Now, we went back through the the closest analog we can find is the SARS virus. You remember that from late 2002? Yep. It really hit right at the end of 2002 in China and in the first half of 2003 and was pretty well stabilized by June of that year. So we went back and looked at, at global demand and see how it was impacted for various commodities. We did see a dip, a little bit of a dip in energy consumption because obviously when travel restrictions are put in place and cars don't drive and planes don't fly, they don't consume energy. But people still eat. And so as we look at the other primarily food-based commodities, we really couldn't see any sign of a change in consumption. Now, China is certainly has more consumer power today than it did back in 2003 or 17 years ago. So there could be a little bit bigger impact, but we don't expect it to be too much bigger. But yet the funds have been selling the commodities on the fear that this virus is going to send China into a recession, and that's very possible, and therefore decrease demand for commodities. But the food-based commodities, we should not see that decline. I think the biggest negative at this point is the fact that the phase one trade agreement that was signed on January 15th had a, a lot of procedure changes that need to be taken, be done, uh, administrative changes, etc., to make it happen. And not only uh, paperwork to waive um, the retaliatory tariffs to allow buyers to buy from the United States, but also a lot of sanitary and phytosanitary uh, rollbacks. And right now, everything is all hands on deck to fight the effects of coronavirus. So while nobody will say it, it's my belief that um, this will delay the actual implementation and, and the positive impact of the agreement. It's going to definitely make for some interesting couple of weeks as this continues to develop and and we see where we're at because that 30-day window that you and I talked about last week is going to have some effect as well. It's important to realize that this is not SARS. The death rate with SARS was almost 10%. Right now, the death rate with coronavirus is running about 2.2%, which is equivalent to a strong influenza strain in the United States. Definitely makes it interesting. Stick around, folks. We're going to take a look at what's happening on the livestock side as well as we continue with part two coming up here in just a moment. It is the Wednesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Arlen Suderman of FC Stone. The conversations we have during the commercial break sometimes are just as intriguing as what we have on the air. So wanted to pull in as we talk about the coronavirus and you and I have seen it talked about a lot in the markets and how it's going to affect as we talked about in the first half uh, phase one, but how it's affecting travel in China during this Chinese New Year, the food consumption, all these factors that get filtered in that end up having an impact on our grain markets. But at this point, it's kind of the same level of what influenza is, but it just shows how fear can overcome or overtake everything. 
Yeah, it really is. Uh, we heard that uh, Starbucks has closed over half of the 4,000 and some stores, and the others are in restricted hours, and they're regularly testing employees for fever. Um, and I've got a couple employees from China and just talk about uh, the concern for their families there, um, concerns and airlines that are canceling flights. Uh, we had an airlift of some U.S. government employees and dignitaries out of China today and just the news coverage of that plane landing you you would have thought they came out of a hostage situation uh coronavirus um uh right now is having a death rate of a little under 2.2 percent and that's been in decline as we learn more and more numbers and if you look at from the world health organization data the influenza the flu that we have in the united states the respiratory illness of influenza um the death rate from that varies anywhere from 0.1% all the way to 2.5% back in 1918 when we had a particular strong strain. So this is less than that 2.5%. Is It's like a strong influenza, but the panic level is certainly high. China learned a lot of lessons from the SARS, and so they're being much more aggressive in treating this. That aggressiveness may end up paying off saving lives in the end, but right now it's creating a lot more fear and panic. And so that's the primary concern. And economies, economic growth is dramatically impacted by consumer desires, their willingness to spend. And when everyone's in panic mode, they don't spend. And uh, that's what has the market scared right now. This will blow over. Uh, in the m- next several months, it'll probably, we'll see the m- bulk of it, just like when influenza goes through a, uh, a population each year. Um, we lost 65,000 people to the common influenza in the United States alone last year, with 42.9 million people in the United States getting the influenza. Just put that in comparison to SARS, cost almost 800 lives in 2003 and the panic that created and now this is creating even more panic than that but has a much lower death rate so a little bit of perspective really helps let's look at that quickly here before we jump into the rest of livestock Uh, south america everybody wonders where they're at with production wise as harvest is underway you guys are going to take a more in-depth look at those numbers come next week but it sounds like they've got some good numbers coming out of those fields yeah, I talked to our team down there on uh, Tuesday, uh, yesterday, and uh, they're putting together their production estimates, gathering the data for that. They do that at the first of every month, and so uh, at the first of next week, they'll be uh, releasing their updated production estimates. And uh, they said, we, you know, we don't have all the data in yet. We can assure you that production estimates are going to go up. Early harvest results were expected to be the best with the poorest results coming at the end of the harvest as the harvest moves south in Brazil, but the early harvest results are even better than expected. Uh, so at this point, I, I haven't seen the numbers. I'd anticipate they'll be modestly higher, but we'll see, we'll see when we see the numbers on Monday. Cattle numbers, they tried to push higher today, really unable to move into positive territory. Yeah, in the cattle market, really the livestock sector really feeling the uh, the pain of the coronavirus fears or fears that China is going to see meat consumption go down because of coronavirus. Again, I think it's more fear than fact. Hog market probably took a little bigger hit, too, because of the report of the vaccine for ASF. Uh, really putting a negative and particularly the algos of trade headlines that would have been a factor uh, again i think it was overdone 
Um, but uh, it is what it is. The market trades emotions. What else are we seeing for for the nearbys? Are we going to see cash wait until the report comes out Friday on on cattle numbers? Yeah, it's what it looks like at this point. Uh, cash market hold, and we've seen some interest uh, maybe down two to three dollars from last week. The board's certainly taken a hit on the cash cattle market. Um, and so uh, we do expect the cattle, the packers to be a little bit more aggressive this week on their slaughter rates. Um, and so hopefully we can uh, do better than is currently anticipated in the cash market. All right. Sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Arlen? INTLFCStone.com or over on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, F is in Frank, F is in Frank, 101. Thanks so much, Arlen and Suderburn, joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That is a look at the Wednesday Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. You can check this out as a podcast through our website at ruralradio.com or wherever you subscribe free for your podcast. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.